feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 and the ladies, welcome back Man. to another episode of The Farm. You know we back in action. We got Tank on the scene. We got everything moving today. Tanky, wave to the people. Tell them what's up. All right. If you don't watch the, the video version of our podcast, you're missing out. It's on you. You're missing a whole episode of Tank just giving you the stare down. <laughs> um, so um, I told Cody I was going to do it. Yeah. Listen, I got to call him out on the podcast. Cody has the greatest lick. Listen, listen. He might, you guys might not even know because Cody's like low key humble, be hiding in the back rooms. Look, like uh, Cody asked some of the greatest questions and we'll put it in all of these like deep conversations, but it's never on the podcast. <laughs> so I was giving him a hard time before we got on. I'm like, bro, why are you gatekeeping the people? <laughs> all these great combos we have, we have all these great combos and it's not on the podcast. And I'll be sending offices like, man, that should be on the podcast. Man, that could be a podcast. Man, that could be such a nasty podcast. And then, you know, then we started talking about, me and Jarrell started talking about the other day that uh, we're going to start putting like uh, uh, cameras. Uh, we can do it so easily now. We put cameras in all the offices and that with audio. So that way we could just pull it and, and, yeah. and do things from there. Because, I mean, we have some nasty yeah, combos that randomly just come up. Um, we've even talked about too. Give us feedback on this. You know what I'm saying? Send your boy a DM. Uh, send your boys a DM. You know, send Tanky a DM. Shout out to Tanky at what is it, Frenchie? Something? I think it's the Frenchie show. The Frenchie show. Show. Yeah. Yep. Blow shout that out. Up. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Tanky. <laughs> Make sure to follow my boy. Um, but also too, uh, yeah, we we're just talking about that. Like DMs wise, uh, is questions that these people you know, ask or X, Y, and Z, and then we'll end up talking about them or it like sends us in a different way. Maybe somebody posted on this or whatever. And we end up having these mm -hmm. really great combos. Um, and a lot of times we don't obviously don't have them recorded. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, man, that would be so good to share uh, with that as well. So yeah. one came up the other day that we talked about and, yeah. and, and we started getting into some coaching philosophy, which yeah. is, which is nasty and also uh, unique mm -hmm. and ever changing. So yeah, yeah. So so recently we have uh, we've come out with our own heavy balls, but we we made a decision. Uh, one of the decisions was uh, we came out with a really heavy one. I believe it's a pound and a half or twenty four mm -hmm. ounces, right? Yeah, is a, it's a really heavy one. And what we've we've kind of noticed is obviously like our hitters here hit them, mm. um, but there's some pushback uh, on yep. hitting some yeah. of the heavier ones, right? And yeah. two. You just, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if there is one that heavy uh, for hitting. Uh, for hitting specifically, yeah. So yeah, there's, like there's obviously the two-pound one for, like, reverse throws mm -hmm. for, like, uh, right. you know, or even, you know, sometimes in programming for throwing. Mm -hmm. um, also, too, I mean, obviously we've hit med balls that are, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, four pounds or mm -hmm. whatever, right? Like, we've gone crazy. That's why we don't Which even too, think Most people don't hit med balls. You yeah, know, so. and, and also, too, it's a very unique thing. We have a, a four-pound Kevlar wrapped med ball uh that we can strike with a bat and it won't break mm -hmm. right um so because of that that's it you know a very different scenario but we've been doing that for a while so again like a pound and a half isn't wild mm -hmm. um and even to the four pound it's not like we do it like for a million reps a lot of times we're just trying to get some of this bracing or some of the mm -hmm. stability that we're going to talk about here in a minute yeah um that is big so um yes but it is to my knowledge right mm -hmm. um we were always because again for me i was always looking for these heavier balls right mm -hmm. so the other area what people would do is they would go and get those like um 
mini basketballs, like mm-hmm. little kid basketballs. And then people would hit those uh, too as well, which are generally kind of around the same thing. Plus it's also the, but the issue is, um, and I would say this actually, if there is heavy ball, heavier balls out there, what they usually are is they're also bigger. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that. Yes. Yeah, I didn't want, I didn't want a big ball um, that was heavier. I wanted a ball that was the size of a baseball that was that heavy, mm-hmm. uh, which was very unique in the space, even to the point that as we were manufacturing it, you know, and as we were making them, it's like, hey, like, we got to really test these out because there's a quality control issue where it's like, what if these things start breaking? What if these other things are right? So we had to test them in house for, right. you know, a good while there to make sure that, you know, again, they weren't just going to obliterate mm-hmm. and, you know, open up just because the weight or, you know, and also too, were they going to fly different through the air? Right. Was the hair going to, because the whole point, and, it, and if you haven't know, uh, if you didn't know about our uh, heavy balls that we came out with to this point, first off, why are you living under a rock? Mm-hmm. Second thing um, is for baseball, we have three different weights. Uh, that are all the same color. Mm-hmm. So the hitter, what we saw is, again, that the hitter was cheating um, depending on what weight they knew was coming. One thing to talk about, I think, before we get into it, too, is why it was even like that in the first place. And the reason it was like that in the first place had nothing to do with hitters, had everything to do with pitchers. So when they were programming for pitchers, remember, like, weighted balls was been pitching way before it was mm-hmm. in hitting, right? And weighted balls and pitching uh, your programming is like, hey, five of these, six of those, or whatever, right? And then you have a lot of pitchers that are going through their stuff. So it just made it really easy for them to go, oh, yeah, the light blue one is this weight. The black ball is this weight. or And also, too, the other thing is, is most of the times you're buying these balls from overseas, mm-hmm. and they don't use uh, the same... Um, measuring scale, I guess that's what it's mm-hmm. called. I, I don't know. I, don't, I forgot what's the technical name for. I mean, I think it's uh, the, the metric system. Metric, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just about what kilograms they, and grams and yeah. And so and, because we don't really use that, obviously, over here in the states very much. It's people were like, what one? You know, like which one should I go? It's not like pound and a half, or, right? You know, X, Y, and Z, right? So, so because of that, and we're ordering from overseas, it's just easier to be like, you know, three with the yellow ball, four with the light blue ball, you know, X, Y, and Z. But for hitters, because everything's coupled with like perception and action, mm-hmm. right? Like their perception of the ball coming in and then also, you know, prior knowledge, right? If you know, if you see, because we used to try to trick them, right? We even got, uh, we, yeah. we had, we had uh, heavy balls that we were wrapping with tape yeah. and we were trying to do things to, so that they visually couldn't tell until really late that it was a heavier ball or, or whatever. Um, and so we just came up with the idea. just like, hey, like, you know, um, you know, typically, you know, no one and no one even really makes a five ounce um, plyo ball like that other than for pitching mm-hmm. for hitting. It's, I don't know if they I haven't seen one. I've seen one slightly heavier, like heavier. six ounces or six and a half or whatever. Right. Uh, but like to have a baseball sized that is also five ounces, that is literally purely for contact quality and like teaching them to just, you know, hit it square and mixed in with our other set. Right. So um, what we started seeing was was when hitters would uh, you toss a certain ball, they would swing a certain way. Right. And the heavier the ball is, the more um, leverage they would create, the more uh, bracing they would create, stability they would have. Um, And also all of these things of like they would they're actually striking the ball almost like if it was a heavy bag, a you know, like we used to use tires, things like Mm -hmm. that back in the day. Um, And we but the only thing is, is it's dynamic. It's flying through the air. Right. And then now if we can mix that in like we're doing right, which is like common knowledge to us now. But at the time it is 
pretty groundbreaking like of like mm -hmm. pushing the game forward in that way where it's like hey yeah we do have a normal which is a, a very custom for people to have like 16 ounce with like a pound right or slightly below a pound like 15 ounces 16 ounces 17 ounces maybe somewhere in there uh but we went uh way heavier there um and the and the big effects and the reason we did that primarily was we were seeing we were seeing that the most with our pro hitters mm -hmm. Our pro hitters or our power five, you know, some of our elite power five yeah. players. Really strong athletes. Yeah. yeah, they were just so athletic and they created so much speed and so much power um, that even with a pound and a half, uh, sorry, even with a pound uh, ball um, that they could cheat, um, you know, not have the greatest moves right. and still get away with it, right? And that's the game of baseball, yeah. right? That if like you're stronger, more athletic, you're X, Y, and Z, like you can get away with things that other guys can't get away with. But then we're like, okay, well, we want to hit even heavier balls, mm -hmm. right? So then we started testing out uh, some some prototype balls, all these other things of just like, let's try heavier. And then also, what is, is there a too heavy, right? Where it's too much yeah. and like, okay, that's overkill. And like now we're getting detrimental effects the opposite way. And then we basically found that a, like a pound and a half. A pound and a half is like perfect. Two pounds was too heavy. Mm -hmm. uh, we even hit, you know, the two pound quite a bit. We obviously have hit the four uh, pound med ball. And again, the med ball, it's great. Like that's almost like hitting a heavy bag. But now, and a lot of facilities I had, we didn't have a heavy bag set up. Like our setup is pretty cool, right? Where it's like, we can strike it full out. You know, it's not on the ground. We also set it at an angle. We do a lot of things to make it more realistic uh, mm -hmm. for what we're trying to create um, and not create a lot of these detrimental effects with just these little subtleties that we change. Um, and then we basically figured out again along with it, like the pound and a half was heavy where like they typically only hit it like what, maybe halfway through the cage. Like yeah. it's pretty, you know, yeah. like uh, with that. And then, um, but the ones we had were also the size of like a softball or maybe even slightly bigger than a softball. Um, and so when we, we were like, okay, well, what if we got this down into a baseball size mm -hmm. one, right? Um, which then the contact quality is like, you know, even even harder in some ways, I guess you could say. Um, and I think that that was, uh, uh, you know, groundbreaking for, you know, a lot of our pro guys and we saw some breakthroughs there. And this is, you know, over a year ago now, right? We're about to right. enter the pro off season again. Yeah. Um, so um, when we did that and we started seeing these effects um, and what it was doing to hitters, you know, all these things, these other, uh, you know, then we arrived at what we are mm -hmm. today. But anyways, that's the backstory kind of yeah. just around around the heavy balls, just like setting that mm -hmm. up. And then why don't you kind of intro yeah. like kind of what. Um, yeah. So so there is there's like a little bit of uh, pushback, I would say, and not necessarily of people like, oh, you know, that's really bad for you or whatever. But yeah, just, just like some it's hesitancy. New. Right. It's, it's new. Like, uh, Anything new. People are yeah. going to ask questions and go, 100%. well, why is it the heaviest ball? Why has yeah. no one ever thought of this before? What is the what what could be the, mm -hmm. the, the is this right. good? Is this bad? You know, and also, too, then you also got competitors in the space that are also selling their own heavy, heavy balls or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have their own pushback being yeah. like, well, this is why ours are better. Right. Yeah, Which yeah. is like. Bro, I, I say all the time, I don't care whose heavy balls you buy, right? Yeah. Like, great, if you buy ours, I'm, I'm juiced. Yeah. But at the same time, right, they work, right? And and we just found another thing that worked, and I'm sure somebody else will come out with just as heavy balls, and I'm sure here within a couple months, somebody will come out with all the, the same, same colors color, like yep. we are because everybody loves, you know, that's mm -hmm. been exploding of people liking that idea. So, again, like, great, mm -hmm. but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and so with some of that pushback, but the, that also started to create some conversations that we had where, um, one, I believe there's a questions, uh, sent to you or a topic that you saw where they're actually talking about like, 
why steroids are banned because mm-hmm. oh because they can create more speed and that's why bat speed's so important. Yeah, and then that we, was good. Yeah, and then we got into the topic, and this is again kind of like an overview of like our conversation. We'll dive into the details, but yeah. then I started talking about it was like the first time I got exposed to uh, plyo balls or heavy balls or um, just different weighted balls were when I was training with driveline back in college a while back, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, looking back at it, how I evaluate the situation was when we'd hit the heavier balls, what I think they were seeing without being able to go back and ask that particular question to that particular coach that was training me was they would see me slow down my swing mm-hmm. to try to hit the ball square. Yeah. And then they would try to combat it with the light balls and my the underload bat. Be like, no, 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 we don't want you to slow down your swing. We yeah. want you to swing fast. Maintain so your that, swing the whole yeah. time. So then we would swing light bat, light balls yeah. to try to focus on contact quality and moving fast. Mm. And, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and and can we be working on both at the same time? And then you right. get into the whole things of being like, uh, actually, uh, Tewksbury talked about this on their podcast uh, just the other day, too, where, because you commonly see this, by the way, uh, this is true throughout all levels of baseball. The faster the ball is moving, uh, typically the hitter on average swings the bat slower, mm. right? And and what I mean by that, uh, or again, if that is like, what? Why would it be that way? Uh, this is kind of seen through data all the way around, like in training environments, let's say in like front toss or off the tee. Typically, you'll see these higher bat speeds. Uh, one, because you the ball's not moving, right? Or it's moving at a slower rate of speed, and I can do a bigger, longer move that creates, you know, more speed, X, Y, and Z. I don't have to be adjustable. You know, the ball's not going to all of a sudden break and have this Mm -hmm. massive drop or whatever. Um, And then so typically, you know, driveline, even in their own studies or even when their own data that they put out, they say that this is the case, which is why they're trying, like we're trying to get training speeds in a game environment, right? Which is like, Tewksbury talked about that yesterday about like, you know, um, in a game, you, you can't always have your A swing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, sometimes you have to go away from your A swing to make better contact. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, again, for and and he, was, he gave the example. I don't you get any, I'll, Maybe we'll plug him in the notes. But he gave the example like a slider down and away. If anybody if you were to ask and this is I think I can if I could add on to what he was saying is basically you could say this. If you ask somebody, hey, I want you to hit this ball as far as you can as hard as you can and as square as possible. You can pitch. You can pick any pitch in any location that you want. I don't know a single hitter that's going to go, I want to slider down and away. <laughs> for sure. Right? Or for softball, I want to curve down and away. Yeah. No one is asking for that pitch. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a very difficult pitch to hit, and you're typically not going to get off your, your very best swing. Mm-hmm. Right? Of... Alt, you're not. You're most likely not going to PR on that pitch. Right. That's not the one I want to PR on, or I'm. I'm going to try to PR on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, PR per, uh, personal record, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's typically not the ball that that I'm going to do with. And and Tewksbury was saying that is like, hey, to square that ball up, it might not be your A swing, right, mm-hmm. with your max speeds, with perfect contact. Like you know, like most people are going to say, I want it right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. That's typically my best ball. I'm going to hit for mm-hmm. every hitter across the board. Maybe you hit ball slightly lower, slightly higher, but generally location that of the plate. Right. Like, so, um, again, along with that, he was making the point that there's, you know, times and places, especially too, when you don't know what is coming, um, when you don't know what is coming, where guys will take away speed so that they can square balls up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously in a lot of ways, in my opinion, that is very different from the philosophy of what driveline teaches. Um, that is very different from the philosophy, um, that a lot of the coaches either, you know, have preached or what they have sold or what they have marketed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that, I, I don't think it's fair to say that they don't, they don't care about contact quality. I don't think that that'd be accurate. Right. I also don't think that it's, it's fair to say that, um, you know, 
they wouldn't be okay if a guy hit a home run with lesser bat speed. And I don't think that's mm-hmm. nece- necessarily not accurate. But I also think that there obviously is um, going, I, I think it's the opposite of what people think too. I think a lot of people think, I know we're going in some different directions here, but I think this is the other thing. I just want to throw this out for like how to view the market. People are selling products that they believe in, mm-hmm. right? They're not, uh, I, in my experience from being in the space, people are not selling things because they sell necessarily. Yes, that's part of it. But they're, they come up with a product because they believe it's really going to help athletes. Mm-hmm. They have good intentions, X, Y, and Z. Sometimes people are just wrong, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying that like, driveline is crucially wrong and they're terrible and all these other things right they believe in what they they have they have their data they have their things they have this right and they come and they they say this and say hey we come to this conclusion backing why we coach what we coach we do the same thing Mm -hmm. right i I have i can show you plenty of data that backs what we we preach and why Mm -hmm. they probably do a better job of marketing that data right because it's more advantageous for them to do so Mm -hmm. um to you know sell what they sell to build you know build the company how they want to build the company all those other things right um, but you know, again, everybody is doing that and selling things that they think would actually work. I didn't come out with farm boards because I thought that the whole market was going to love them off the jump and that they were going to sell so well, they sell better now. Right. But it took years to get there. Right. Where most of the market was actually the opposite direction. They were like, what are these, you know, you might as well hit on skates and blah, 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 and all these other things. Right. Um, how is that going to teach you to do any of those things? It's actually the opposite. If you want to come out, if you know anything about business, you want to come out with something that people already understand. I don't know, like heavy balls or, you know, uh, again, mm-hmm. water bags, some uh, the things that people already like have a general idea of why they would work or how they would work or X, Y, and Z. And those are going to sell way better than coming up with an original product and trying to do it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so, um, all context of yeah. getting into there yeah, yeah. and then back to, yeah, the- yeah, no. And then, and then to just like, you know, then we had some conversations about, uh, some hitters here that, um, uh, as they get back into like going back into school and school ball and they're, you know, they're trying to do what their coaches ask them to do is like they're valuing uh, getting a job done or some direction. And with that, like, you know, uh, to resonate, they're slowing their swing down They're They're losing uh, power at contact and the force transmission because they're so focused on doing a job that they're like just throwing their hands or, you know, uh, to kind of resonate with, you know, people that are just like listening or, mm. um, you know, some coaches that don't know all the scientific terms. And yeah. um, and with that, though, is and, and then, too, so we're, we're seeing some of that with like, you know, some of the hitters. And then uh, I was talking with one of them is like, you know, we put the blast on, showed them, hey, you know, we're going to hit the heavy balls. We're going to hit some baseballs. Look at your speeds. Let's pay attention to it. And we go back and we look and we're seeing like all of his PRs that he hit were, you know, five-ish mile an hour lower bat speeds than what his max was, right? But he's hitting these balls, you know, 90-something mile an hour. But then the balls that he peaks on his bat speed, he's hitting, you know, 72. Um, And that goes into what I wanted to elaborate on is, like, what does it mean to cheat in front toss, right? Mm. And, like, what does it mean to cheat the the baseball when we're going heavy, regular ball? And and, and then, too, like, the professional uh, hitters is, like, they're just so athletic, so strong they can get, you know, a cue that we'll give them is, hey, hit this ball to the back net, right? The heavy ball. Yeah. Hit this heavy ball to the back net. Well, they can they can cheat that because they don't need to really have a great move and and get on plane and strike it and have great direction yeah. because they're so strong. They yeah. can still hit that 60-ounce ball, ball to the back net. The, the ball doesn't care. Mm-hmm. The ball, the ball, there just has to, the ball doesn't have an opinion of when it's going to the back, right? It doesn't have free will. If you hit the ball hard enough, with the right angle, mm-hmm. it's going to go to 
mm-hmm. you know, that, that with the right spin, right. It's going to go and hit that, that spot. Right. It's, it's not picking and choosing. It's just, if there's enough force, there's enough force. Right. Mm-hmm. And so again, along with that, if there's a machine hitting it, if it's a, you know, you ever seen those cra- the yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. things with the machine, right? If it's a machine hitting it or if it's the machine, you know what I'm saying? I know yeah, yeah. you'd like that little well, shout out to, to your boy. Doubles. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you got the speed there with mm. crazy amount of efficiency or you didn't, yeah. right? Is there enough force to do what you're trying to do? The most athletic players, the strongest players, and again, at a base level, can get away with some of those things of not having the greatest of co- contact qualities. Again, your Aaron Judges, your you know stands, guys like that, right? Like they can miss hit balls and hit home runs. Right. right. We've always known this. We know this. And when we do our lineups, right, the four hole doesn't need to hit it. Generally, it's usually a bigger guy. Right. Like there's a reason why we talked about this before. Usually the top, you know, uh, 10 guys in the league in home runs are usually over 230 pounds. Yeah. There's a reason. Right. Like along with it uh, that goes into it. Now, there's deeper levels to all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because you're big doesn't mean that you hit the ball far. Mm-hmm. Just because you're big doesn't mean you have high X velocity. Just because you're big doesn't mean even if you have high X velocity doesn't mean that you hit for power right. and hit a lot of doubles and homers because they could all be ground balls. We've, we've mm-hmm. you unpacked those in other um, other uh, sessions. I mean, other uh, podcasts. But, you know, with that, like you're saying, is that kind of leads into um, like we were talking about is like with the, the, the pro guys there is like mm-hmm. they were making less quality contact, but they're still creating enough force mm-hmm. to be able to get the, you know, hit the ball to the back. Yeah. Right. And then, and then that, that just, that conversation with that hitter, and then you kind of had that conversation or that, that, um, you know, that message about, you know, well, steroids are banned because it allows them to create more bat speed. But then yeah. we started talking and like unpacking that a little bit. And this is like, really, you know, really is, interesting. It's not and that. And the reason that we, we stopped there for a second too, right. Was like, okay. And, and when I first read it, how I said it to you is like when he said that, I was like, man, that's, that's a good point. Right. Because I never thought about it from that angle. Right. Like the reason that they ban steroids is because it can create more speed. Therefore, guys can hit more more mm. power. Right. And and so I when I looked at his that was his thought process. Right. And I'm like, man, that's an interesting thought process. But then when I started, I brought it up to you and I was like, but then I started one thing I ask myself sometimes, because usually what leads people astray is sometimes they get to like argument F. Mm. But the first argument is inaccurate mm-hmm. right so for example we went back to that and we go okay well they took steroids so they have a higher bat speed that's my direct correlation mm. if i take steroids i swing the bat faster and that's why they're banned right rather than thinking like okay hold on steroids don't there's a lot of dudes that do steroids that are not fast mm-hmm. first off and there isn't one steroid right mm-hmm. there is multiple types there, there is yeah. a plethora of things and also too there's also more sophisticated things than steroids that it, like mm. it's that's a whole nother planet right cheaters are gonna find ways to cheat right including you know we, we i did a, also shout out to one of our podcast series if you don't remember i did i did steroids myself in junior college and still suck <laughs> we did a whole series that on was it. like two or three yeah. parts yeah yeah we did a whole series on 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 uh obviously they didn't help my bat speed too much <laughs> so we're gonna get we're gonna get there right but um, I think on the same side of that, right, is understanding that, again, it still matters how you train, one. Second, on top of that, too, that if from a physiology standpoint, it isn't just like I take the steroids and then all of a sudden I'm fast as hell, mm-hmm. right? And there is some steroids that are more prone to power, or, you know, producing certain all those things from a physiology standpoint. So, yes, I agree in some parts there. But I think the other thing is we started talking about is that original argument accurate, mm-hmm. right? And we started unpacking 
you know, why, you know, what are those benefits? Right. And is that accurate to say that, you know, a equals B mm -hmm. right. And, and a lot of times that's where arguments start to fall apart because we make this assumption that like, it sounds correct. Mm -hmm. And then we just move on and we're like, oh yeah, I mean that, that must be right. And then we just stay yeah, in yeah. that thought pattern over and over and over again. When in reality, yeah. like there's some, there's some holes in it, yeah. you know? Yeah. The, mm -hmm. And then the two things that come up in my mind is like, well, if that were the case, like, you know, these pro guys, one, why do the heavy balls help them so much? It's like, well, mm. they're not creating faster bat speeds when they're hitting this yep. the even heavier ball, yep. right? They Which need to easy, learn how to easy. redirect. Yeah, we can measure, we yeah, can measure we, that, we, no problem. Yeah, and we do. Like, yeah. like the, they have A lot to of guys actually slow down. Yeah, they have to learn how to redirect that energy yep. that they're creating into the ball yep. to get that heavier ball to go where they, and how they want it to go, right? Yep. And then that goes back to like that visual that you, you know, you tend to give. It's like, I throw this ball into a brick wall. It's going to bounce back. Yeah. I throw the same ball into a net, it ain't going to go nowhere. It's going to hit the yeah. net and drop, right? I'm leaking a lot of energy, right? And so yeah. it's like that. Met, the net's moving faster than the brick wall did. That brick wall's stationary, right? And I yeah. know it's like a really extreme example. But yeah. again, like the transfer of energy going back into that ball, shooting it back, you know, and that's where my brain kind of went with that is like, well, yeah, like it sure could make them faster. But also, too, is that why people took steroids? Or mm -hmm. was it a way to get stronger so yeah. that when they do miss hit the ball, it still yeah. goes? or stronger so they can just redirect that energy better, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, a couple different routes you could go with that. Yeah, and we went, and then we also kind of talk about, and this is where the evolution of also my thought on this, because I've changed, uh, tweaked some of the thoughts. Like, we know it works, but also too, a lot of times we're wrong about why it works. Even go back to like, you know, some, a lot of like old school drills and things like that, mm -hmm. right? It's like, it worked, we're just wrong about why it worked, mm -hmm. right? And so like, for example, um, like bracing for sure works. Like mm -hmm. for for example, we 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 did this one time um, back in my 108 days. We had the facility where at the facility we told all the hitters like, hey, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna at contact act like I'm gonna punch you in the stomach, right? Like what would you do, right? And they all brace their stomach, right? Like trying to protect themselves, right? And we're like, hey, at contact, I want you to feel that, right? And then um, they would we did that with the whole facility and like. 70% of the facility like all PR that day, right? They just, they, they mm -hmm. crushed balls. And so it's like, it works. Okay. But why does it, why is it working? Right. And so, you know, uh, immediately like, and I, and I think that there's, um, there's thoughts to both sides and both can be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. But what we do know for sure, for example, we've done the thing where we've, you know, we pulled rubber bands away from each other, right? Like yeah. you hold one side of the rubber band, I hold one side of the rubber band. Right. And then if it's pulled uh, tight, I can just barely flick it and you can feel the energy all the way on your side. You can feel the movement, right? But if it's loose in the middle and it has a bunch of slack and I can, I could even do like a bigger hit on it and you might not even very feel very much of it because it gets dissipated. That energy gets spread out, you know, and, and dissipated. And so, um, you know, a lot of things within being an athlete, unless you're uh, most, uh, sorry, if you're a human, just typically going around day in and day out, we need more of an absorption, like how much force can we absorb and not, and how, how well can we dissipate energy is what we're trying to do because our job is trying not to get hurt. Like a normal, right. you know, everyday person just walking around, right? If you mm -hmm. work at a cubicle every day, it's not about how much force you could create. Right. You're just trying to not like, you know, trip and fall and break your hip or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, you know, um, you know, a car comes and you're like trying to, you know, like jump out of the way or something like that. And like, you know, as, as you, uh, like land backwards, like you're trying to like, you know, catch yourself from yeah. falling or things like that. Right. Um, but typically it's not about like how much force you can produce in a small amount of time. That's what's the biggest 
difference, like rate of force development from, you know, an amateur compared to a pro is like, that is dramatically different. Like, mm -hmm. again, when I throw hooks, like I could have the exact same form. I could do everything perfect technique wise, uh, compared to Mayweather, for example. Right. Um, but he is, he's trained his tissue physiology in the physiology of it. And also the CNS, his CNS system to fire in that particular way over years and years and years of patterning, right. Where he could fire that quickly. And also to his brain can make all those connections, those rapid, uh, um, sequencing firing patterns that he's creating to make it all happen. And there's so much, so little loss of energy, mm -hmm. uh, when he transfers and like, that's like how efficient he is. And then it's like, you know, I'm, oh, I'm a little rusty. I'm a little rusty. Like, what does that mean? It's like, it's not that you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just like those, your brain has to like re like break up those, those, uh, firing patterns or, you know, like that, that, that process of neurons and how all those are firing together in sequence to like again not dissipate all of this energy and be able to do it with this moving mm -hmm. ball on task so we 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 look at you know just that in general and um we start talking about like okay so for example the brick wall okay so alan nathan this is the first thing i want to bring this up because this is what everybody he's the mm -hmm. first thing that everybody brings up is like alan nathan he had a study a while back ago where he talks about like um um who was it frazier that threw the bat think so yeah yeah so he had a perfect example basically uh they did a study they did a study where if uh they did it actually with uh tennis rackets originally it's like an old study where would um a ball bounce off a tennis racket harder if it was held right and stable mm -hmm. or if it was um like floating in the air right and right. it was just hit and it could go fly wherever right um and they figured out that it didn't really matter if you're holding it really tight or if you're holding it in the air, if it hit the center of yeah, the racket, yeah. that it would bounce off and the ballistics of that, it, it, would, it would bounce off perfect. Now, that same study that no one actually talked about these parts of it, and this is a shout out to Greg Rose because he, he talked to me about this, is that same study found that if you were just slightly off dead center of the racket, which they're in a very controlled setting, right? right. They got the racket set in one exact place. <laughs> they have a cannon on the other side. And they're literally shooting the ball, hitting a, a direct spot on it, right? And they need to be able to measure that, right? To say that they're all equal. All things have to be equal, yeah. right? So in that, if all things being equal, sure. Um, but if you're slightly off center, uh, the grip mattered dramatically. Like it was, you know, it, it had a massive impact on what was going on. So you could get into all of that and like arguing, like does grip strength matter or whatever? Because like, for example, um, like on the Frazier home run, um, he like, through, like let go of the bat, it hit the ball, and then the you know mm -hmm. hit a home run, and then we had the conversation of okay that doesn't necessarily again someone would assume like well that's that wrap it up that means that that's true right when in reality it's just being like no 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 like let's look at the physics at play here mm -hmm. again remember the ball does not care mm -hmm. the ball doesn't care how the force is produced it doesn't matter if it was the guy ran crow hopped and swung. It doesn't matter if the guy leg kicked to his ear. It doesn't matter if the guy is 100 pounds or if he's 500 pounds, right? Like, whatever. If the force is in the barrel and it hits the ball with that collision efficiency or whatever, right? And that much force gets into the ball, mm -hmm. the ball is going to respond based on the force that was acted upon it. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Now, that doesn't mean that grip strength doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And also, too, that, that statement by itself is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter for what. It doesn't matter at contact. Okay, mm -hmm. well, that's a different statement than saying it doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, so that clickbait, that clickbait statement, that one-liner, grip strength doesn't matter. It's like mm -hmm. when, 
You're, so you're saying I could cut all the muscles off of my arm, yeah. and then like I obviously have to hold the bat. There's also two, mm. you know, centrifugal force. Like when I go to turn, the barrel wants to fly away from me. Yeah. Like grip strength obviously is really important for me to be able to hold onto the bat. And also mm. too, if grip strength doesn't matter and grip doesn't matter and all these other things, why do we even use pine tar? Like what's the point? Like because I have to hold onto the bat. It's mm. really hard to hold onto the bat, right? Yeah. It's flying at a high rate of speed in our hands. Like again, obviously to some extent it matters quite a bit, right? Mm. We're not gonna just. There's a reason that baseball players generally have really strong grip strength um and you know obviously there's there, it matters but to say it doesn't matter is, is ridiculous right um and off base uh the so there's all of that that you can get into and like go into the depths of like oh well the transverse wave when it hits the wall you know when it hits the bat by the time the wave goes down the bat and comes back to the ball like the ball's already gone and i'm, I'm giving you guys the spark notes of like the arguments of like you know with all of that um but i'm going to talk about prior to contact mm -hmm. which i think is much more accepted mm -hmm. and something that people just haven't thought about yeah sequencing wise. yeah wait and before you before you get that. to that just yeah. like generally like when you read a study pay attention to the environment that was created yes and look at that environment compared to the environment we're actually playing in yes and take the study yeah. yes is it valuable yes is it you know some of the studies true to an extent yes but also mm -hmm. How controlled is our environment compared to a cannon that's shooting at the exact same spot that they know it's going to come at the exact, exact same millimeter, uh, you know, to yeah. the racket? Like, yeah. okay, cool. Valuable, but also, yeah. like, understand that's just not the environment sure. we play. We, we, we ask hitters all the time. I always go, hey, how often in a game are you perfectly on time? Like, how often in a game... How often in a game do you, do you get that perfect A swing where everything's on time, right? Mm -hmm. And like, and even um, uh, Tukes, you know, brought that up in, in their podcast too. Is something like if you if you went through all your bats and you went, you know, like uh, for him, he always talks about like being on time twice. So it's like, okay, if you're on time, like out out of hand, and if you're also on time at contact, like how often is that going to be? It's going to be a very small amount of uh, bats, right? Um, and that's the same thing. So it doesn't mean that hitters don't are not trying to be like right. they're trying to be. It's just really difficult to do mm -hmm. it's, it's very difficult to hit a baseball flying through the air at a high rate of speed that could also break multiple different directions and it's also really deceptive because the, the pitchers are trying to make it come out of the same tunnel mm -hmm. with you know all the things right yeah, like yeah. hitting it's hard okay it feels so damn easy mm -hmm. the best in the world wouldn't be so bad at it yeah right it's very hard okay so so again along with that if you look at the racket type thing it's like when you're slightly off of center which is almost every damn ball I hit yeah. right slightly off I, I don't as much as we want to say oh bro, you perfectly square that thing up uh. and compared to what yeah. and, to, and compared to the most perfect ball he's ever hit in his life and that is possible of creating no he did not perfectly square that ball up or his last at bat that he you know squibbed to the second like sure yes you know right but. and also to for example it's like oh way to make an adjustment all these things yes yeah yes but also to get into this same mindset again and Tuke said this on his podcast. We say it all the time. Same thing. Great hitters can hit when they're late, when they're early, when they're on time. They make it look like they're on time. Mm -hmm. Great shortstops when they're fielding ground balls, they get there on time. Right. They make it look like they're on time, yeah. but they're making all these little slight adjustments. They had to push a little bit harder. They had to do whatever they need to do to get mm -hmm. to the spot on time and make it look routine. Yeah. So when a hitter makes it look routine, right? Um, it doesn't mean first off that they even that it was perfect or yeah. you know, all the things to our, our perception. 
Um, and also too, this is the thing too. It's it's also comparatively too. You're looking at your ten year old and going like, man, he can't do two consistent swings in a row. And then you look at a big leaguer and he hits two jacks off a guy <laughs> throwing ninety eight, and you're just like, whoa, dude, two perfect swings in a row. And it's like, no, 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 no. Remember the physics. He created enough force, mm -hmm. hit it at the right angle, with a good enough collision efficiency, with good enough spin, yeah. and all those things, and it was good enough to leave the yard. Mm -hmm. It isn't the best ball that he could ever hit that was perfect and all the you know other scenarios. The best ball that they could ever hit that perfect it probably will never happen in the game. Most likely it'll probably happen when they're training in front toss or something mm -hmm. like that where they have the, the the best swing that they've ever taken in their life. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's just not going to happen in game very yeah. much. Yeah, and too like your 10-year-old's not creating enough force at the right time like okay, he's 10. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Right? And too He's ten. He's, he's supposed to be uncoordinated. Yeah, he's figuring out how his body, you know, works and is yeah. coordinated. He he grew he's five growing. inches in the last five months. Like yeah. like, like chill. He's not gonna be consistent. But yeah. but yeah, back to your point too. Uh don't know exactly where you're gonna go with it, but back yeah. to your point on the the pre contact. Yeah. Um, you know, being more accepted. And so um, you know, yeah. segue back to that. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, I, this is we're we're gonna get a little we're gonna get a little deep, but we've been needing to get a podcast with mm -hmm. this a little deep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a different perspective. If you don't know um, anatomy or how the body biomechanics, right? Biomechanics and anatomy and kinesiology kind of like this little mix of these things, right? So this is actually what happens in our body. So anytime we go to move a limb, period, any limb movement, and we can do this, we put sensors on the body and we can see muscle activation. Mm -hmm. Okay, if we go to move a limb prior right before we move the limb our core stabilizes mm -hmm. the first thing that it happens right so before we can move a limb the core has to stabilize so that when this right here like like when i'm swinging my arm in a circle motion it's creating a perturbation which is again like instability within the body and it's creating all of these motions right like if like it, let's say if i swing my arm to the right right my body wants to go with that force. Mm -hmm. So the only way to counter that is I literally have to be creating a counter force like within my middle, right? To make sure my body doesn't rotate to the right, mm -hmm. right? If I don't, every time I swing my arm to the right, like my whole body should go that right. direction, but I'm resisting, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we don't really think about that, but like before any limb movement, there has to be stability from the middle part of the body. That is the first activation that happens mm -hmm. is that the middle of the body stabilizes first before there is any type of limb movement period, mm -hmm. right? Now, they call this uh, pretension, mm -hmm. right? And there's also pretension in other parts of your body. I'm just keeping it 101 yep. of nerd stuff, right? <laughs> so, okay. So there's already activation from the middle in the get-go. So it, again, is always middle out, right? Mm -hmm. Proximal to distal, mm -hmm. right? Distal meaning far, proximal meaning in like yeah, yeah. towards the middle like x y and z close okay and so uh everything always happens from the middle out right so activation happens from the middle of our body outward right um not outward in right mm -hmm. now when we go to rotate elite rotators right and this is kind of a scary thing to think about bring this back up again is that elite rotators typically Yes, your best rotary athletes in the world, but also usually your most novice athletes in the world because they don't have any preconceived understandings of how they think they need to move. No one's mm -hmm. taught them, all these other things, right? Little kids rotate from the middle part of their body. Mm -hmm. They don't spin their feet when they're going to hit. That's why everybody says squish the bug. That's why everybody tells them to turn their feet. That's why everybody tells them to do X, Y, and Z because they don't rotate from their feet up, mm -hmm. right? They rotate from their middle out. Right. And then we teach them out of that, which is 
not good, right? Yeah. We've talked about that in length. Go take the hitting essentials course. Mm -hmm. You can get into some of those things, see the, some of the graphics, mm -hmm. see some demonstrations of what that looks like. We walk, a lot of people would think, oh, we walk with our legs. We walk, the first thing that actually act is the middle of our body mm -hmm. is contracting, right? Our obliques on each side of our body, our, our muscles are firing towards our, my, my right arm swings towards my left leg for a reason when I stride. And my left leg swings towards my right arm for a reason, on my right leg for a reason when I walk, mm -hmm. because our core is counter rotating back and forth, mm -hmm. right? Which is really what's propelling us through the, 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 the motions. And then the limbs are just extensions mm -hmm. of that force that I've created and initiated from the middle part of my body. Mm -hmm. Um, again, if you want to look into some nerd stuff and you want to get into, um, you know, you want to get into some deep stuff of guys that have had their limbs cut off and they can still walk and like uh, spinal engine stuff and mm -hmm. spinal engine theory and like all these things. It's basically way past the theory at this point. But in any case, like you can look into all these things that have, th mm -hmm. this is studies from. I mean, I, I think that study came out in like at least the 70s, if not 50s, maybe. Mm -hmm. OK. Um, and some of those that information. Right. Um, but I think I want to say off the top of my head. I don't know if I'm right. Fact check me. I think it might have been 78. I don't know why. For some reason, I have that in my head. Um, but in any case, um, we know that to be true of like how we create activation and how we create movement and how. Mm -hmm. And again, for example, if we were suspended in space, right? If you were to jump on a trampoline, jump in the air, and you throw a ball, right? Your body, your lower body is going to rotate the opposite way. If you're sitting on a chair and you throw a ball, right? A swivel chair, sorry. If you sit on a swivel chair and you throw a ball or a med ball or whatever, right? Your lower body is going to, it's going to rotate, the counter rotate the opposite direction, right? And that's because we initiate rotation from the middle part of our bodies. Mm -hmm. um, and then our limbs are just extensions of that. And so when we look at like ground, force that confused people for a really long time because they're trying to do it with their trying to drive their legs into the ground they're trying to do all these yeah. other things when again it's all initiated yeah. from our middle so all right so I, I laid that as a foundation of okay why would bracing be really important well first off uh, like we talked about like that rubber band analogy if I'm holding one side of the rubber band you're holding the other side of the rubber band and I want to transfer energy right the more tight I get it like again on the easier I'm gonna be the less effort I have to put in the initiation to be able to transfer that energy from segment to segment. We got to remember that our body is, is, is not a, um, a lot of times when you see a lot of these graphics, you even, there's like a famous, um, there's like a famous, uh, what do you call it? Like discus throw, mm. um, where they have this like metal figure that like spins around and then like it, it starts a chain event of like stopping mm -hmm. like bing, bing, bing. And then all of a sudden there's like this throw. The problem that when we look at these like metal figures or X, Y, and Z are remodeling the body, and this is how God's beautiful mm -hmm. creation of what our bodies are able to do. Our bodies are not just designed to create as much force as possible, right? They're designed to do a lot of things. They're designed to do yoga. They're designed to mm -hmm. be able to fall and get back up and, you know, be, be able to skateboard or, you know, they're designed to do a lot of things, right? Um, and so when we have to train it, if we want it to specifically do, it's like a template, mm -hmm. right? Like we have a template, we have structure. Some body types are more better at doing certain tasks, right? Like, um, you know, if you want to be a sumo wrestler, there's a certain type of structure. If you want to be a jockey, there is a certain type of structure. Yeah. If you want to be a basketball player, there's a certain structure that's going to really help you out comparatively to other things, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, baseball you can be a lot of different sizes um, and a lot of different things, but also too, um, and there's a lot of different ways to compete at the sport and do so. But again, even there, right, mm -hmm. there's um, things that really benefit you genetically um, that would really help you within that sport, right? Um, the reason I say this is, is the body is not a metal, like solid structure, right? right? It is human tissue, 
right? It is tissue. And if you think about that, like tissue, you want to think about like get your head in that mind space. You know when you're eating chicken? You know when you're <laughs> Not eating the chicken. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. The chicken. Yeah. Oh. You know when you're eating chicken? Yeah, that is what tissue mm -hmm. of your body is like. And it's not, some is a little bit more rigid, tough, yeah. right? And some of it is not. It's more tender, right? It's more, uh, maybe there's a lot of fat, right? There's a lot of these other things. That is what your body tissue is like. That's mm -hmm. what the muscles in your body are like. All those things. You got to remember, right? Um, energy is being transferred through that tissue, mm -hmm. right? So if you could think about it, right, the better I can pull, if I grab that piece of chicken and I put it at tension, right, I can transfer energy. It's, it's just like another object. It doesn't, it, it, we, the, the body's unique because the tissue becomes what, the tissue becomes what we're asking it to become. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. If it becomes, it needs to be loose and more fluid and it doesn't mean transfer of energy fluid. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like, you know, for example, if it needs to be more, uh, not elastic, um, like plasticity, like mm -hmm. the ability to stretch, like a, like a plastic bag, yep. if you were to grab plastic and stretch it oh, across, right? Like our tissue has the ability to do that. Right. Um, it also has the ability, uh, you know, again, but also if you pull it too far, right, you take that piece yeah. of chicken, you pull it too far, it ends up tearing apart, right? Yeah. All of those things. And just knowing that, uh, you know, from the get go that our body adapts to the activities that we do or don't do mm -hmm. right every single day uh, throughout our life. You got something to say before? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, just a visual uh, is actually a professor back in college who we were talking about fascia and was talking about it, like a visual for people to, especially listeners, is like a piece of gum, like mm. a warm environment, right? And we were talking about like mm. muscles initially and then it led to fascia, but the environment around it creates, you know, the gum to want to be able to like stretch and be a little bit more like elastic. But then when yep. it's cold and you try to bend that, that gum, it snaps. Right. And but but it's just adapting to the environment or like the task that person that, right. you know, is being asked for it to do. Right. Yeah. And then it, it becomes that. Yeah. Um, but just a visual for people. That I think, yeah. you know, it's pretty easy visual to get. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, piece of gum when it's cold, it can break. But, you know, sure. also, too, when it's in a hot car, like gets stuck to everything. It's like really like, you know, gooey, spread out. Spread out. Yeah. And all those yeah. things. Right. And another thing I read the other day is thinking about that is like how much water we have in our body. So fascia primarily is water. Mm. Right. It's 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 a, a, a collagen, you know collagen and water primarily right um you can get collagen from like bone broths and things like that also if you want to get an idea of like what uh fascia generally would like kind of look like again if we go back to the chicken analogy you have like that white film that mm -hmm. kind of is like over the chicken that some yeah. people like will tear off before they like that's connective tissue right mm -hmm. like that's fascia like and now, now along with that right um we can train that you can make it thicker Right. Um, you can, it could be thinner and it depends on the activities that they're doing. It's certain also too, there's gonna be lines of tension within it, just like muscles, mm -hmm. uh, that have like striations, um, inside the muscle so that you can see which way that the muscle is generally stretched and contracts. Mm -hmm. Um, all of those things are super important. Um, but again, along with that, it, it's all trainable. It's, it, it, you know, again, along with it is, um, we're connected from our toes to our fingertips, mm -hmm. uh, with this connective tissue, right? Where again, for example, if I were to stand you up, and you were to balance on your left leg and like go like starfish in the air and yeah. just balance on your left leg. If I push on one side of your body, you're going to feel it all the way in your other your yeah. op opposing hand. Right. Because, again, you're going to feel that tension in that whole system mm -hmm. is 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 um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, dissipating that mm -hmm. force uh, that is being created. Right. Or stabilizing that force that's mm -hmm. been created. So that being super important there. Um, so but along with that, when we're going to transfer energy. Especially in the scenario where, um, let's say if you take a little kid 
right? They they do a pretty poor job of racing. Mm-hmm. Like they, that, they have a really hard time creating force, and they also have a really hard time transferring force. Mm-hmm. They're not good at either, right? Um, they are pretty good, but also too, they are pretty good at falling. Mm-hmm. Little kids fall all the time, bounce right back up, uh-huh. right? Nikki P. Falls all the time, bounce right back up, right? The, <laughs> your your Gumby type movers, right, have a really good job um, of like they're Gumby, right? Like they're they're able to take these falls, do these other things. When you're youthful, you have a lot more water in your system, right? Like it, with age, you you typically your tissue gets more dehydrated, yeah, and dry out. right, and dries out. Well, that's really problematic for fascia, mm-hmm. right? Because it's so much. It's, it, it needs so much water. So as these people like start to age and then also too, let's say your habits, you don't also don't drink a lot of water or you drink a lot of things that dehydrate you as you get older, it becomes way more problematic than when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so it, that's another thing is so as these players, as these kids get older, like men, for example, let's go with just men to women. If you just strictly say that, if you go men to women, um, like our muscle, like just from a, um, uh, physiology standpoint is one, it builds quicker. We have different, t- we have testosterone w- to crazy high levels comparatively mm-hmm. to women, all those other things as well. But also on top of that as well, um, then when we go and train and we go do other, we do these other things, the reasons that we're so tight and men are generally not as flexible as women is not just based off of purely structure uh, when it comes to like bones, right? But also, um, also when it comes into how our tissue is actually develops and over time, like the reason we have so much, the reason that we're not flexible is also the reason that we're so strong. Mm -hmm. They go hand in hand, right? It's like the reason that that rubber band is so under tension and it's, it's holding like, you know, whatever the side of the, you know, whatever, I don't know. I'm just thinking about something like it's, it's a tie down in a truck, right? Like Mm -hmm. the tighter you get that thing, right? It's, it's holding the whole thing down or whatever. Right. Um, but also at the same time, it's not very flexible. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's good tension and there's bad tension Mm -hmm. and, and, and people commonly talk about tension in the bad forms. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody's trying to go anti-tension, right. Flow and, Oh, I want it to look so effortless and all these other things. And I associate that with almost like lazy movements that are just like as long as it flows that means okay just because it looks flowy and watery and all that doesn't mean that it has a lot of power yeah right it again also too players that can create a high level of output with very little effort Mm -hmm. right have a large rate of force developments right where they're better athletes like your short stops I need to like lunge into my leg yeah. to move left like you move left, mm-hmm. right? Where you could just go, it looks like you're literally doing like a calf press mm-hmm. and you're just like boop boop and you, you can just transfer energy so easy mm-hmm. and pop to your left. But that's why you're a better defender you have better feet to me, all these other things, right? It's because your body, you one, trains your body to do that. Two, mm-hmm. body type is very different. Yep. All those other things, right? Uh, I'm also going to be more predisposed. Like I'm, I'm going to be way more likely to lift heavier than you mm-hmm. um, when it comes to, especially like deadlifts or squats or yeah. things like that, right? Just from a structure standpoint, how my body's built compared to how your body's built. Mm-hmm. So there's different things that you're going to be really good at, right? That, and this is why we have like first basemen and catchers yeah. and pitchers that like the different body types that are better for different positions, you know, based off of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason we, we talked about that is like, okay, so now, as I'm, as kids get older and they start getting stronger and all these other things, well, one thing we can develop is yes, you have the structure, which some guys are going to be more, uh, um, 
some guys are going to be more um, stable than others based off the structure alone genetically is going to really help them. But also, you know, the nature versus nurture argument, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, genetics play a big role, right? But an even larger role um, that's in there. So let's say it's like 30% genetics. I'm making up some crazy mm -hmm. number. 30% is significant. It's a big deal. Yeah. Right? It's most likely probably more like 20. Mm -hmm. But like, like so 20% is still significant. Like, I mean, that's a, like if someone owns 20% of your company, like that's pretty significant. <laughs> yeah, that's a chunk. You get what I'm saying? You own 20% of Apple, boy, you, whoo, you <laughs> doing something. You know what I'm saying? So 20% is significant, right? But 80%, right? 80, 70 to 80% is how we train. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of people want to blame it like, oh, well, he has that speed because, you know, genetics. Oh, he's he does X, Y and Z. But like, yes, genetics played a, a crucial part mm -hmm. for sure. No denial there. But also too, Usain Bolt isn't Usain Bolt because just his genetics. Yeah. Like the guy trains the guy. Like, again, when he was like, getting with that, yeah. it's like I think his famous quote, too, was like I trained. I think he said something like that. Like I trained. What was his, his thing? Like I trained like. um he said he had some famous quotes like I trained like uh, 10 years for like 10 seconds, mm -hmm. you know, it's like and what he meant by that is like, you know, or, you know, like his I, I don't even know. I'm, I'm probably off in the numbers. But what he was saying was like, again, I had to do all that training right now all these years. Right. So mm -hmm. that I can just run this sprint, be the fastest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not like he just woke up and was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out there. and I'm going to be the fastest yeah, guy in the world. Turn, yeah. Right. Because there's other people in the space, too, that also you're not that mm -hmm. genetically gifted. Yeah. There's a lot of other people in the world that are also that genetically gifted or even more genetically gifted. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like and then you also have injuries. You also got, you know, how they're upbringing. You also got mindset. You also got all these other things that play into performance. Mm -hmm. Right. So when people want to paint it all as like, oh, it's just genetics or it's just this, then, you know, mm -hmm. like you're off base too. Um, but as we get stronger, as all those other things start to happen, okay. Then we get into the, the space of like, let's say we bring up the, the steroid argument. Mm -hmm. Steroids are not like that. The only, a big thing that has to do with my power output is also, um, my absolute strength, mm -hmm. my absolute strength. And, and the reason that if you never heard that term before, right. There's different sides of a spectrum when we're training athletes, when you get into um, um, the S&C side of things, right? Like for some, for some guys, absolute strength, right, would be, you know, again, how much can you deadlift? Mm -hmm. Do I want to maximize that? In this sport, is absolute strength the most important? Am I, is my job, am I doing the um, strongest man in the world contest, mm -hmm. right? How many times do I actually have to be able to produce that much, you know, like to pick up those many things? Like maybe I only need to do it five times. Well, mm -hmm. that's the sport that I'm playing. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to pull the semi 20 feet, right? Okay. Or do, are you a cyclist mm -hmm. and stamina and, uh, uh, you know, muscle stamina and, and, and cardiovascular and all these other things like, okay, that's going to play a bigger piece. And like those athletes are going to lean more that way. Right. Um, like again, we go back to like Usain Bolt or something like that. Right. Like he's not built and he hasn't trained himself to run long distance. Like, and also your consideration of what long distance is, but yeah. like, let's say for example, he's not going to run a marathon. No. That's not, that's not what he's, and he's not. And if he did run a marathon, he's most likely not going to be the fastest guy in the marathon. You know, who's going to be the fastest guy in the marathon, the guy that trained to be the fastest guy in the marathon. Yeah. Right. And so, that's where that becomes very different too. And then you also, on the other side of it, it might be power. Now, how is power different than absolute strength? Well, just because I'm really strong doesn't mean I can do it really fast. Yeah. Right? 
And just because I can do something really fast doesn't mean that I'm very powerful either. Right. And, and because that, that's a different, that's a different equation, right? It, yeah. Cause power output is how much force can I create in a small amount or, or a, a certain, a, a, a change in time. Yeah. Right. And so if that is a thing, it's like, okay, you might be fast, but can't create a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, and, and that's a very different thing. You might have really fast hands, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. But it doesn't mean when you hit the guy that you're going to sleep him. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, some guys are like Mike Tyson. Yeah. Where they're fast. And they're strong. Yeah. They're powerful. They got, you know, the muscle endurance. Like they got all these things that they've like some sports require a lot of these things and it's really hard. Right. That's what makes it so difficult is you got to have all these other areas. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's also the big thing. So now getting back into, um, you know, back into the body in that same way, it's like, okay, hey, like the more I'm able, remember we talked about that foundational thing. If I want to move a limb, my middle's got to stabilize. Well, how fast can I move my limb is going to be based on how hard I can stabilize. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to be a massive piece, right? And on the other note of that, when we get into the biomechanics of how my upper body is actually rotating, just like when I'm sitting in the chair, as I go, um, as I go to rotate, the chair rotates the opposite direction. Well, what happens is when I'm actually on the ground, when I'm actually on the ground and I'm sitting on the ground, the ground doesn't rotate. So when the ground doesn't rotate and I put that force into the ground, my upper body rotates the opposite direction. I actually pushing against the ground and my yeah. body rotates to the left, even though my, my lower body, if it was sitting in a chair, it would rotate to the right, which is why falling boards slide that direction. Right. Right. Or why the max goes that way. And all those other things as I go to rotate my upper body um, into there in, in sequence. And the problem is, is, is if I go to do that and my middle and my, and my ability to brace, not the middle is the most crucial part mm. for sure. But also too, when we come into st- stability, I mean, you need stability throughout your whole system, yeah. not just, just your middle, but it's the, the beginning. It's the, the start yeah. of everything. It's, it's the crucial you know, crucifix, right. Of, the, of, 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 uh, the movement. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if I can't create that stability and I can't, and also too, as I go into the strike where I need all of that power right now, mm-hmm. right. Where we can go off into a whole bunch of different things in that way and get deep, but when, and the sequencing of all of it is also super important, the coordination piece. And also again, how much power mm-hmm. can my core con- uh, create, um, and that doesn't mean how hard can it necessarily rotate, which is mm-hmm. a, a, a higher level progression of it. But we're talking about just your ability literally to create um, stability mm-hmm. right in the middle part of your body, especially because, you know, one of the most important things it is to your brain is like my my body's my brain's always trying to make sure that I'm protected. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's always trying to make sure there's safety. Right. And I'm always trying to be um, what do I always say? Um, it's, it always it's all, wants to protect itself. Yeah, yeah, there you perform. go. The P. Yeah, it always wants to protect itself before it's trying to perform. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know what it's trying to protect more than anything? I don't know, like your spine. Mm. Right. You know the thing that connects yeah. to your brain, the thing that has all the nerves that fire out of your spine. It comes down your spine, and they all come out. All the nerves come out like that, and they wrap around into your body. Guess what? If you have a, you know, I, I have an injury. It's my, I broke my back. It's spinal. Right. Like. 
like if if you have a spine injury, it's messing everything. Yeah, it's serious. Everything's messed up, right? So your body, and again, like it's a good way to die, mm-hmm. right? Like again, if you if you there's certain things like again, like you break somebody's neck or something like that, like yo, like that's a way to kill somebody, mm-hmm. right? Your spine being stable is crucial. Your body, this is the thing, it's so crucial that your body came up, that God came up with a multitude of ways to stabilize your spine mm-hmm. and with multiple systems all working together in their own way to make sure mm-hmm. that your spine is stable, mm-hmm. right? And we can train that to be, you know, cause again, if we're gonna create high levels, the more force we're gonna be able to create, the more stability we're gonna need. Mm-hmm. So the elite athletes, they need way more stability than John sitting at his cubicle. Yeah. It's not even close, mm-hmm. right? But I think that that was like the, the epitome there is like, okay, now, how does this tie back into, well, how, how do we train that, mm-hmm. right? How do we train the sequencing, the firing patterns, and all these other things? Well, yeah, we could say things like, like some guy replied uh, to me uh, the other day, and he's like, man, I think he said, I think he might have used the word like word salad or something like that. Or maybe, or maybe he said that. That's a good one. Yeah, or, or, he's the, or maybe he said that uh, um, something. Actually, I think this guy was the one that said that it was like a whole bunch of horse shit that I said or something like that. Um, but in any case, he was like, all is this to say like contact quality and all these other things. And it's like, yeah, but the reason that there, it sounds like semantics, like to go and know all of these other things. But when you understand it to a deeper level, you understand how, who to apply it to, Mm -hmm. how you don't go down the driveline route where you just go, oh, we'll just swing harder. Mm -hmm. You know, like we talked about like, okay, well, you're not hitting the ball to the back net. Well, if you get into the mindset, well, I just got to swing harder. 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 Well, if I just swung harder, if I just swung harder, it's like, bro, you were literally clipping. Mm-hmm. Like you were not even, you're, you're not even, you didn't miss it by a fourth of an inch. Like you missed it by a full inch. Like you're clipping mm-hmm. the bottom of the ball, the inside of the ball, the outside of the ball and all these other things. Like you're literally not even creating the direction to be able to hit a ball hard that way. Mm-hmm. Your barrel isn't even moving in that angle. And then you keep telling yourself, I gotta swing harder. 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 Like, and that's you go down that route is like that's why you need to understand what is actually happening. And it, yes, as much as you would like, it, I, I I was almost tweeted this the other day, is we got to be very careful. We got to be very careful of wanting our problems to be simple instead of evolving. Mm-hmm. I don't want to change. I want my problems to change. Yeah. Hey, yo. Like, yeah. no, 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 bro. It's like the easy fix. Yes. Mindset. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. There's there's something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Right? When you got to remember, like, no, no, no. There's some problems that are pretty complex. Yeah. And also, too, that's why there's specialists. And there's, you know, for example, if you have some crazy disease that one in a billion people have, and there is disease out there that are like that. Yeah. You want the specialist mm-hmm. that is, that's what he does for a living mm-hmm. is he understands the intricacies of what is going on with what's, with, with what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go see someone that's general, right? They might be, oh, you know what? You need to exercise, you need your mm-hmm. food, you need to get to sleep. You know, you got to make sure to do that. And it's not that those things wouldn't help mm-hmm. your immune system and X, Y, and Z, all these, great, right? But if your life was on the line, who are you trusting, mm-hmm. right? And that's where when we come into this, the, this this equation here, right, is I understand 
to your normal like 12 year old or whoever you and again if you just generally like like to play baseball for fun and it just interests you and like it's something blah 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 blah, blah great you most likely probably don't need us mm-hmm. right maybe you take nits, bits and pieces you listen to our social media all these other things great but you want to be the best in the world you want to compete against the top 1%, the top 3%, the top 5% of all of baseball. And guess what? You can't do it when you're 84, 65, 43, like you can do in golf, mm-hmm. right? Why you can do in some of these other sports. This isn't chess. You have a very limited window. If you're not past double A as a position player, well, mm-hmm. make the clarification. If you're not past double A by 24, good chance you're probably getting cut the next year if you're not. And also, too, Again, statistically, there's there is a. It was already hard to get drafted. At that point, you're on such a. Yeah, you're you're like good. Yeah, you're a half a percent of a half a percent of a half a percent at that point that actually mm-hmm. maybe might make it. Is that that route is very unlikely. Mm-hmm. Now, that's where you come in with specialists. Like, if my life is on the line, my career, my career is on the line. The life of my career is on the line. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, I want you know, word salad boy. And, uh, and, uh, you know, all all the, all the, you know, semantics Mm -hmm. all of a sudden become really important. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and the people that are in those spaces, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Instead of you going, well, yeah, just contact quality. And like, you just want it to be that simple. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like you, you do need to know, you should read an anatomy book. Mm Mm-hmm. Like education isn't the devil, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, well you, you should read about biomechanics. Yeah, yeah, you should you should ask more questions, yeah. and 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 not try to defend the hill that you decided to plant your seed in and go. I'm going to defend this for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. rather than going. There'll be more to learn for the rest of my life. I'm not defending what I currently think. Yeah, I'm always willing willing to open and go the opposite. Yeah, and then and then to your point with that, like I'll, I'll use my personal experience, like when I broke my finger and I had that problem. Um, when I broke my finger and I had to go, um, had to find a specialist. We basically went to a hand and finger doctor. Mm. Um, but the particular surgery that I needed was a surgery that only one other doctor in the country has done, mm. blah, 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 blah. But the reason I bring this up Who's is... Who's the other person that did it too? Didn't, didn't uh, person uh, Trey it? Turner. Oh, that's right. That's, that's, cool. that's a pretty that's, cool fact. That's my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we brothers, but, bro. But yeah, that year that he broke his finger, supposedly like that doctor that yeah. created the surgery I had did a similar surgery if not the same on him so got it kind of cool story yeah, but pretty cool but anyways um yeah he turned out a little bit better but <laughs> but uh, you know what it probably was in some ways you know what it probably was they probably took part of your finger and put it uh, in, you know uh, and him uh, or, like, you know, i don't know if, I, don't, yeah, I don't know if that, i don't know I mean, but I but the connection. but the the reason that that connects though is is that doctor that i had he's a specialist and and so when when i was going in i'm getting prepped right is he's given all these details, like he's given, and I can hear him. I haven't, I haven't been put under, right? Getting all these details, like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna go in, we're gonna, you know, uh, cut here on the hand. We're gonna do a, a, um, a hemi hamate. We're gonna laser graph it. We're gonna cut some part of his hamate bone off, right? Then we're gonna open up his finger. We're gonna open up with this type of incision. It's like he's going boom, 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 like all these details, mm-hmm. and like you know, in my head, I'm like. Word what? salad. Yeah, <laughs> word salad, right? But but then he looks at me and he goes, we're going to take this. We're going to fuse it in your finger. You're going to get range of motion back. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, Sounds let's do it, dog. Let's do Sounds it. Sounds good to but, me. But if he were to just come in and I didn't understand that he was a specialist and I didn't have the pre-visit and I didn't, I didn't listen to his expertise of like, 
hey, this mm -hmm. is your options. This is why I recommend this. This yeah. is where this could go wrong. This is why, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah. like, you know, if he didn't understand how complex it was, he was so good at understanding the complexities and then simplifying it to me who doesn't understand it yeah. and communicating, like, yeah. this is why I recommend going this route for you. Here we go, right? And yeah. then presented it. And, the, and then the the way I think about it, too, is, like, a conversation on a, on a completely different scale, obviously, but with a hitter is like, um, we talk about this was, um, having hitters that have been here for a while, try to explain stuff to hitters that are newer here mm -hmm. and, and like see where their head's at and see how well they know it and where the gaps in their, you know, uh, thought process are, yeah. um, and then where the gaps aren't, um, where they're, you know, really, uh, in a good spot mentally. And, and it was funny as having, uh, uh, one of our guys explained what a good position to swing from, a stretch position. Um, basically, this kid's a little bit newer to um, really any training. He's just played like rec ball. And when I said get to your launch position or get to a position to swing from, he didn't understand necessarily what that meant. Mm -hmm. Like he, he was like, okay, like, like I'm not striding anymore. But he didn't understand what all that entailed. And then Gavin, the, the kid, he goes, he's like, yeah, so you want to get you want to get into a hinge and you want to do this and you want to do that and he starts going and but but then too you I'm listening to him and I'm like I can see how he was explaining it go whoop, right over his head mm -hmm. but then uh, you know from my perspective I can see it's like well he's talking about a hinge and he's talking about creating space and like how that's so important and how creating stretch and getting tension is so important so when he fires he can get the barrel connected and and then also too when he does that like firing into his front side so he maintains space and maintains direction and and holding posture in the side bend above and like you know mm -hmm. gavin's talking about this because he's like you know but this is the first time yeah. i've challenged him to ex like explain yeah. it and he's learning you know the intricacies of it all too yeah but then to the kid is what what connected the dots to him was like hey if you get here you're gonna be quicker to the ball and he's like oh I'm all in. But mm -hmm. like, you know, where that connected me was like, you have to understand all the intricacies and like, okay, you're creating space. Like you're creating, you, you know, you're getting into some posture and you're getting connected or you're trying to get connected and mm. you know, uh, you're getting braced at contact, all these different things. So you can be quicker to the ball. Sure. If that's what connects with you, but all of those, all of those things that we had to, to present. And then, um, like I knew to then better communicate, you know, it helps you get you know it helps you get quicker to the ball right it's like when you don't do these things like your barrel slow it's dragging and like that's what connected right but again if i didn't if i didn't go through all of those and understand that process myself then i may not have connected with this hitter ever or as quick or when i connected with them um or even challenged another hitter to do it right and like same thing with that doctor like if he didn't understand the intricacies and he would have just came in and be like hey just trust me bro i'd have been like hmm I don't know if I want you to do this like crazy surgery that, you know, the doctor before said there's, you know, only been one other surgery done on my finger like this. Like, mm -hmm. you know, again, it was it was important to lay that foundation, that word salad, right, to understand mm -hmm. like, yeah, it may be a simple thought for you to achieve these complex things, but it is a little bit more yeah. complex than just, hey, see ball, hit ball or hey, contact quality, bro. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, so just my, my two cents on all that too, is like yeah. the importance well, of understanding, and, but, and, and if you don't understand, the other thing is, is if you don't understand the complexities too, or how much something is serving you, mm -hmm. like for example, think about the intricacies and what athletes will do, uh, to understand why they need to be hydrated, mm -hmm. for example, 
there is study after study after study after study after we can go on on and on and on and on and on and about how important water is you know to athletes mm -hmm. right just humans period but you know even more yeah. to athletes right and it the simple concept is yes drink more water and also too but then you start getting into it well a layer deeper well how much water mm -hmm. well when well you know, is a certain temperature better when I'm yeah. trying to absorb it in certain ways? Should I add something to the water? Oh, mm -hmm. ooh, also electrolytes are important. Yeah. Oh, also on top of that as well, like if you drink water that also has some salt in it, yeah. it's going to cause these effects. Okay. Well, also too, if you drink, uh, the, the, you know, um, um, what's the type of water that Jarrell loves all the time? Jarrell? Yeah, what's his little water? What do you like, Jarrell? Spring water. water. What water is your little water that you spend all your extra money on? Yeah. Yeah. Is it spring water? Okay. This yeah. He got he he got all the minerals and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And all the so minerals and all the things. Like it's not just. It sounds good to just be like water, 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 right? But there's there again. There is a lot of details of mm -hmm. it also too. If you drink tap water compared to you drink spring water, mm -hmm. those are very different waters, mm -hmm. right? But again, to the normal, the everyday person, they wouldn't know that, right? Mm -hmm. Like. And again, you actually get more hydrated when you drink spring water because of all the minerals and all the mm -hmm. things that it actually helps you absorb the water better. All the, you know, there's all of these things, right? There's documentaries yeah. on just water. Yeah. Right. And so like, this is where it, it gets to the same thing too. It's like, or we could say, yeah, man, contact quality. And then you guess, guess what? You know what that thought process has done? You guys have done one round of flips. You did heavy balls. He hit it. Then he went into then he went into normal flipping balls because you guys don't understand the importance mm -hmm. of why hitting heavy balls and what it can do for you over a period of time, right? If you do it in this way, mm -hmm. and that's why there is extra details, mm -hmm. and that's why we do have to do a podcast and open up the bigger subjects, mm -hmm. and that's why long form is really important. And yes, it also is really hard to go over a lot of information in a minute and thirty seconds. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And as much as you would love for it to learn all everything you need to learn mm -hmm. in a minute and 30 seconds. Right. And then blame teachers. And but like, you know, like, again, I hear that all the time. It's just like, well, if you can't explain it, you know, like the thing, if you can't explain it uh, simple, then you don't know well enough. I think it's an Einstein quote. Right. But also to again the same thing. I would love for you to think that, you know, about the I would love for you to listen to Einstein talk about the theory of relativity or something like mm -hmm. that, and right? And have him explain it in a minute and 30 seconds yeah. and you think that you know it as well as Einstein mm -hmm. because that's ridiculous. Yeah, You don't know. He just gave you the general idea where you're like, again, I'm going to fuse your finger and do the thing yeah. and we're back behind sure, you. It makes sense. But you don't, you yeah. can't go do the surgery. Yeah. Like, he can't teach it to you in a minute and 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. He can't also, like, yeah, you're, you're going to have to learn. You're going to have to change things. And again, it's crazy with that is that coaches for so long and this is like my like thing backwards as well with it is yo like i was like i was the opposite of a nerd when i was growing up i was the opposite i didn't like reading i was doing math because they made me do math mm -hmm. right i always thought science was kind of cool but i also thought it was like kind of nerdy right yeah. like like it wasn't like my thing i learned everything that i have learned about hitting because i wasn't okay with certain hitters not getting better mm -hmm. other coaches are fine with it mm -hmm. they got their three best guys and everybody's x y and z and x y and, like i every hitter that comes and sees me needs to get better mm -hmm. and not just slightly better i want them i want to get them to the peak of what they could do and it it's not okay with me 
it's not okay with me for my seven hole to suck. Mm -hmm. It's not okay with me for my bench guys to suck. I don't care if a guy comes to us. Again, you, you see me do it. Like I, I don't care if they're our worst hitter or they're our best hitter. If I see the moving, like I was telling Nicole that the other day, it's like, that's why I have a hard time working out when players are there because I want to coach. Mm -hmm. If I'm in the room, yeah. I want to say something. I want to help them. Mm -hmm. I want to do X, Y, and Z. It's very hard for me to just go on the other side. Like that was a hard thing for me, even learning as a coach is when I was training other coaches is to shut up. Mm -hmm. And like, I had a hard time with that because it's like, I need to let you coach. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why a lot of times I was like, I got to get out of the room. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, and then I'll listen from the other room or I'll mm -hmm. do whatever. Right. Is because that's a very hard thing for me there because I just, I, I I'm, I'm wired to take the lead. Mm -hmm. Right to go and do the things, right? Like it's natural for me. And so that was a very hard thing for me to do is be in the room and not coach, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that that's the other thing is like, I have a deep passion for getting players better and not just slightly better. And then if they don't make it, oh, you have it or you don't. I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. You didn't have it and now you do, mm -hmm. right? Because that was my story. Like that's God's story. Yeah. There's there's all these people around me. There's player after player after player after player after player after player for hundreds and now thousands of players that I've worked with where they didn't have it and now they do. Mm -hmm. And so for you to be like, oh, you have it or you don't. It's like, yeah. it, again, that's it's it, that sounds like defeat to me. Mm -hmm. it sounds like that sound that sounds like you're not a very good coach to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like that's what people that don't coach say. That's what people that don't teach say that's what people like that's what that sounds like to me but like you know that's how you feel <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean i think too it's like for sure sometimes you run into an athlete that is you know more athletic than another sure. athlete and it's like well he's just got it it's like well maybe at the level that he's at now it's easier for him to see yeah. results immediately because he's stronger or more athletic or whatever but yeah. again too like does that mean that the person next to him that's less athletic or not yeah. as strong can't ever be, you know, to that level of an athlete? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Right. And so, again, it's not like, oh, you just got it or you don't. Like, yeah. there's a lot that goes into that. And then, you know, from all sorts of sciences. And, you know. and, and to what, though, too, right? Okay, great. This guy might be genetically all these other things gifted and these other, or maybe he's just further along in his development or whatever. Uh, because if what if he's committed earlier in his life or did whatever, mm -hmm. okay, this guy might play in the pros. Doesn't mean that this guy can't play in Power Five. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that this guy can't play Division One. It doesn't mean that this guy can't play at a high level in AI. It doesn't mean that this guy can't play college. It doesn't mean that this guy can't make varsity. Mm -hmm. Some of the best work that we'll ever do and that I've ever done with athletes, no one knows about unless you were the athlete with me in the room mm -hmm. and the parent. Right. Because because it's usually the really unathletic 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 15-year-old, 17-year-old, right, that got cut from the squad, that is never going to make it to the power five, that is, is way too far behind, but he's developed so drastically, mm -hmm. right, that, again, unless if you're in that circle and you're like, dude, like, I, I, I couldn't even make this team. Mm -hmm. That is my best coaching, mm -hmm. right? And everybody wants to go and work with the big dogs, mm. but your best coaching is built with your hitters that are not athletic, mm -hmm. that are not all these other things, that are not your bench guys. Like Mike Easley told me a long time ago, I've told that you a couple times, is real hitting coaches is not told by their one through, you know, six. Mm. It's your seven, eight, nine, and your bench guys. That's when you see how good a hitting coach is. Mm -hmm. Not can they work with the best dudes. 
because mm-hmm. you could tell Mookie Betts to hit upside down, that boy yeah. would probably still crush, <laughs> right? Like, again, and now, is there a different level of intricacies of, like, can you actually get that guy better? Right. I'm just saying, like, Mookie Betts, you could say, hey, think right toenail, and he's probably going to hit a home run, yeah. and then you're going to be like, oh, it's by coaching, and, like, look how much better he's doing, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, but, like, that's a different distinction. But what I'm talking about is, again, like, my best coaching, no one will even remember or have never even seen because I did it when there wasn't no cameras, mm-hmm. no post, mm-hmm. no, you know what I'm saying? No glitz, no glamour. No, you know, again, no one even like the same thing. No one's posting the kid on PG talking about he's all state, mm-hmm. all these other things. No, no, no. It's the kid that you have no idea about that. If I posted him, you'd think he still sucked. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he got cut from the lot. La- he didn't start playing until he was 14. Mm-hmm. He's now 16. Right. He's now 16 and is probably going to go to a lower small college or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But this kid literally started playing a couple of years ago. And if you post them, everybody's going to hammer him on social media yeah. and tell him how much he sucks and how terrible of a hitting coach you are. Mm-hmm. But that is the big difference of like who can coach and who cannot coach. Mm-hmm. Right. When all the constraints, when everything's laid against you and every reason for that kid not to be able to be good now. So that when those kids come in, it almost like kind of fires me up. Like mm-hmm. I'm like. Yeah, like yeah. let's go. It's like the challenge is is exciting, mm-hmm. right? And on the top end, it's like that to me for me too. It's like right. such a big challenge for me, and it's just like all right, like all right, big leagues here now, right? Like yeah. top of the top. Like what are we, what you know, what can we do, mm-hmm. right? That's also a different type of challenge, right? But again, like, and I think that that's where it gets into the other thing. Is like I was obsessed with getting guys better, mm-hmm. and like I wanted in the hit, and I wanted to you know do all those other things, and like. And again, you know what the guys t- used to tell me when I was coming up? You either got it or you don't. Yeah. Right? Either you can hit or you don't hit. Yeah. It was that it right? factor. It's like, oh, he's Well, if you just it. train fat, if you just train more, yeah. if you just hit more, mm-hmm. if you just blah, 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 blah. If you just yeah. blah, blah, blah. And One then it was one. all those other things, <laughs> right? And then it, and then when I did all those things, they got to the other side, right? Either you got it or you don't. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It's just like, no. Yeah. Like, again, like, I'm, I, I, again, I'll, I'll go to the, have you ever heard me say that to an athlete? Mm-mm. And I never no. will. No, no. Like e- either you have it or you don't. That's yeah. such a that's such a pain. Cop line. out. It's yeah, a cop it's out. such a cop out. Yeah, it's a cop out. And like, two, and two. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you can't. You're or take... or my other. Sorry, sorry. Before we move on. Yeah. Or my other. You can't teach that. Shut the hell up. <laughs> just, that no, you can't teach that. Yeah. You should say yeah. I can't teach that. That's the, that should be the mm-hmm. new statement. I can't teach that because mm-hmm. somebody can and mm-hmm. somebody's gonna figure out how to do it. Yeah. yeah like, no, you, always you might need more. T- either you don't have enough time. That statement means says I don't have enough time or I don't know how to. Mm-hmm. That's what those two things. I get it. Right. Some kids like again, again the guy's twenty eight, never played baseball in his life. Right. You're not gonna get him to the big leagues. Yeah. That's what right? I was gonna say. Great perspective. That's but. different, right? But still, the first line of "you can't teach that" is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not accurate, right? Not yeah, accurate. yeah. No, I, that's all I was going to go into. Is like that doesn't mean that we're going to take someone that you know, like a, like a Jarrell who's never played baseball and he's mm-hmm. thirty years old, and we're gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna make him a big leaguer. Like, yeah, no, no, most likely not. No. But I can make him really good, though. Yeah, like, you can make like, him better. I can make him. I can make you know? him a pretty good baseball player by the end of his life if that's yeah. what his goal was. Yeah, and that's what we were trying. Yeah, when to you do. see where he started to where he fin- yeah, for sure, for sure, right? And, so, and then we changed the training. We did all the things mm-hmm. and blah blah blah, and we hit every day. And we did, right. you know, we went through it. like yeah, like we can again, like on the same, like could I could I get him probably as good as a, a college baseball player, like mm-hmm. within a relatively not too far off time mm-hmm. frame, like 
generally like again like He's would it take athlete, me yeah. would it take me what it takes most players 18 years i don't think it would take me 18 no. years to get him there no right because a lot of that is just physical development a lot of those things yeah too. and then, like you know obviously his body's gonna have to move yeah. different right but like the same the same things with that right it's like a, again like all of those lines are cop-outs to me mm -hmm. like if you're saying that and you and you're saying that about a certain player that means when you when that thought pops in your head that means that you should be reaching out to another coach to figure out what they would be doing with that athlete, mm -hmm. right? Because I have yeah. never looked at an athlete. I've never looked at a player. I, there's not a single player, a single hitter that I've ever looked at and been like, yeah, they can get better at nothing. Mm -hmm. And there's no way, I have no ideas of how I would get that player in some way, like mm -hmm. what we would try, a course of treatment, right? That we would yeah. that we would try to get them, to help them with something specific, right? That they wanted to work on. Like, mm -hmm. if, it, again, I just don't, I just, if that's your thought process or where your brain's at, I don't, I don't think you're a very good coach. <laughs> yeah. And it's no. not a good philosophy as a coach. If you think, if you um, have that thought in the back of your head that you could just go to that and go, well, if my drills don't work with him, well, you know, he's just not just that athletic. It. Yeah. Well, if, again, you know, like, you know how many times that that, those are the players that got me better. Mm -hmm. Those are the players that made me a way better coach is because they, I couldn't just do athleticism or I couldn't, I couldn't just bank on their strength. And I couldn't just, if they don't have the, the players that got me the greatest as a coach, mm -hmm. they weren't, the, they weren't anywhere near very strong. They weren't that athletic. They weren't that smart. They weren't all these other things. And it's like, okay, all right. Now it's mm -hmm. going purely off of my, like leaning heavily on how good of a coach I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now let's get better. Yeah. You know, and then learn from that. And then when I get a really good athlete, then it's like, we can mm -hmm. make things pop and it can be quick, mm -hmm. right? But like having that from the get-go and like having that with players and like coaches thinking that way, it's like foundationally, if you really want to help somebody, you going into it with a pessimistic thought process of, well, you know, we can only do so much. So, mm -hmm. you know, like that's a, it's not a good thought. Yeah. Not yeah, a good no. philosophy. And then, and then too, just not about coaching, but it still applies to coaching. It's like, you'd always say this too. It's like, like right now you may not be able to direct a department at Apple, but like yeah. somebody can, yes. you know, and like somebody can get that done. Right. Yes. Maybe it's mm -hmm. how you're trying to go about that process. Maybe yep. it's your experience or lack of experience. Maybe it's just your skill sets and yep. something completely different. Yeah. Or, right. Or whatever. You yeah. know, it's like, again, it doesn't mean that it's not possible. That just means like, and then mm -hmm. too, that's not a, a, like I can't perform surgery on my finger like yeah. and i don't really have a desire to yeah. perform surgery on my yeah. finger and that like yeah. cool or right or, so. or i was gonna say the uh you remember when we said this too was when we had the when we had the conversation about um uh one of our pro guys when he was first doing the moves mm -hmm. right they're like oh don't force it don't force it don't oh, force yeah, it don't yeah, force yeah. it <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's doing it on tv with a live pitch coming bam hits a yeah. home run and they're like you can't teach that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my, it's like, boy, you have it both ways, yeah. right? Like, oh, you can't teach that. And then also to don't force it. Yeah. Right. And then meanwhile, one created the other. Right. Right. And so I think it's just so interesting when you like, you get in that spot, right? It's like when we see somebody great and they're so far removed, they put so much work in that it, in our brain, we can't even understand how like expertise, how someone did this. Like, for example, like there was a doctor at some point that looked at your finger and said, ah, can't fix that. Well, there was yeah, right? two of them. Plenty of yeah. them, right? That are, are going to look at your finger and go, eh, you're going to have yeah. to live with that with the, best, the rest of your life, kid. Mm -hmm. Like, it just is what it is, right? And then there was a doctor that was like, how could we fix that? Mm -hmm. 
what could we do? Mm-hmm. What could we try? Yeah. What could we do X, Y, and Z, right? And then they came out with, or new technologies come, and then, well, yeah. like, you know, again, and that's how things are innovated and, and things are created. But I think it's so funny because that happens so much. I've seen guys put in a crazy amount of work over an extended period of time that was not reasonable to most humans. And then people go, oh, he's natural. He's just a natural. Mm-hmm. He's just a natural. People do that all the time with me. When I, they, I, the certain skill set or something I have, or like talking in front of a mic or being on camera. All this yeah. stuff. Is there a genetic portion of that of like, okay, like from a young age, was I, you know, certain things? Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But also too, like, I got, I'll say that like, I got a library at my house. Mm-hmm. Like I got a, I got a, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the amount of, like, I'm just, I was just talking about a conference that I want to go to and things that I want to go learn and like how I'm always talking to people and like learning all these things. It's like, it's a crazy amount of effort over an extended period of time mm-hmm. that other people are not willing to do. It's missed birthday parties. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's a uh, time away from my family living across the country. It's, I was gone for 10 years away from mm-hmm. Vegas because other places had opportunities that Vegas didn't offer mm-hmm. that I, for me at the time for what I wanted to do. And so I lived other places. Right. And, and again, along with it, like it was never my plan to live back in Vegas again. Like mm-hmm. that just happened. And again, because it offered me an opportunity mm-hmm. that I didn't have in other places. So I ended up coming back. But I think the same thing is like people and then they want to go, oh, well, you know, natural, natural, mm-hmm. natural, natural, natural. Like what's natural? Mm-hmm. You know what's natural for anybody to do? You know what's natural is to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Be lazy. Be lazy mm-hmm. and, and, and reserve your energy. And, 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 and it's not natural to be great. It's not mm-hmm. natural to be good. It's natural to be average. Mm-hmm. That's what it's natural to be. So if you're above average, yes, genetics and all those things could push you above that above average. But if you, when you realize, I, I was looking, uh, I think um, Alex Ramosi said this the other day, where he's like, when you realize how big the gap is from good to great, whoo. There's a lot of people that are good. Mm-hmm. Good to great. That's also a good book, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Collins, I think, wrote that. Um, that's also, but it, when you realize how big that chasm is from good to great, you start realizing again, like, oh, that that's not filled with genetics. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not filled with all these other things. Like, that's filled with a compounded, crazy amount of work over a long, Light extended obsession. period of time, obsessed, you know, whatever that driver is for you, right? And with naysayers, with people talking crap, with people doubting you, with people doing like all that, all that stuff, like that's what that is. Mm -hmm. And going beyond all of those things to get to that other, to get to that other place for that to be devalued and for people to go. That's why when people say that about athletes, when they're like, oh, you know, he's just a natural. I'm like, bro, you don't know how much that guy works. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what that dude has to do so he could show up and sign your little autograph and then hit hit the ball. And then you, and then you want to go, well, you know, mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have broke my arm, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's like, give credit where credit's due. Yeah. That's a biblical, biblical principle. Like, give credit where credit's due. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. baseball example is like, I can think of like Cano. Like, I bet Makes Cano so works his butt off. But yeah. you know how many people are like, oh, he looks lazy. He looks, oh, it looks natural. so natural. It's like, yeah. it looks like he's not even trying. It's like, I bet he worked his butt off, you yeah. know, from a young age up. Like, there's yeah. no way his they, path they, is just They used easy. to defend him. Joe Torre used to defend him all the time because people would say that about him. And then he would be like, 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 Cano works hard. Like, X, Y, and Z. Like, I know yeah. he makes things look easy and like how he like kind of goes about his business. But like, he's always here. He shows mm-hmm. up. Like, again, people also say that when you're like made it to the top two. Yeah. And it's like, it just like you're, I, what it appears to yeah. be. Yeah. But I, I think that's the, the the same thing. Like we we say that I, I say that all the time. It's like it takes a lot of effort to look effortless. Mm-hmm. 
right? It looks, it takes a lot of years. Like it's almost like a compliment when someone's like, Oh, you're a natural. It's almost, you take it the other way. It's like, mm-hmm. man, like, I make this look so easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I make it look so easy that even you think you could do it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a crazy, when you're doing something so hard and you make it look so easy that other people sitting on the couch think that they could do what you do. <laughs> you're pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're, 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 you're on a yeah. different level. Right. Where when you can make the NFL look easy, when you can make the MLB look easy, mm-hmm. you're pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you're pretty damn good. Yeah. No. I mean, you could think of like a just NFL started back up, but like elite quarterbacks. Like yeah. There's sometimes you see like a throw and you're like, Oh, yeah. Like I could make it. Uh, yeah. It's like, no. You like, got you got you got you yeah. got you got four guys that are <laughs> oh boy, you got like three, six, four linebackers yeah. running at him at full speed at four three forties and For sure. he's throwing over linebackers For sure. in between safeties on a dead sprint on the run sure. side with, arm. With with ten seconds on the clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> to, to, to go the full like, field. Yeah. It's like, oh god. Yeah. Like, it's like oh you know, goodness. you did that in Madden. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you, hit, you hit B. You have a hard time doing that, Madden. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, let's not forget. Yeah. Like, if you were sitting in Madden right now, and these were the circumstances, you'd be like, "Damn, I'm yeah. probably gonna lose." This like, is, t- yeah, this is like, a tough situation. I got a yeah. big completion here. And then, and then when you go the other way, and the people start expecting you to win, mm. woo! They yeah. expect you to win World Series. Yeah. They expect you to win Super Bowls. Heavy. They, or, or you get to like Heavy. Bama, right? And it's like they like. They finally got dethroned. Yeah, you lose. Well, you Holy lose hell. a game to another. I mean, I guess they're eleventh top program in the yeah. history of college football, and they're like, "Oh, Bama's gone." It's like you lost to one of the top three football programs to ever exist in college For sure. football. But, so. but I would say this though: they, even though that they're still at obviously an extreme high level, right? Extreme high level, they're not dominant wise where they were no. right and and again no. the game has changed yeah nils transfer portals yeah. well, all these other they things lost their right? roster to the nfl yeah 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 <laughs> all, all the things players. right yeah. but but again but what, what i meant by that though is like to be good over an extended period of time like they were mm-hmm. right to have that you know dynasty type setups right is you can't just have good players one year mm-hmm. like you got to be yeah and then you got to hold them and they can't go to you know them going to other schools and like being willing to like get them to buy in and like when their mm-hmm. time comes and like because again they could yeah. go to lsu they could go they well, could go to you know all these other programs but like yeah and another one that i don't think people think about is like well what if they go to the nfl and they all sucked yeah well then then people would be well my goal is to get to the nfl why would i go to alabama to just be good in college when i want to go like yeah all those guys go to the nfl and they're like all right. Well, he's a quarterback here. He's the, every running back that's is, went to Alabama is a top running. Oh wow! Yeah. Like the last well, three stud. I was gonna say it's like yeah. I was gonna say also too. Again, now we're getting into college football, but also <laughs> too like if you just looked at the size difference back then too, like mm-hmm. with Bama looked like an NFL team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now it's obviously much more spread. People also catch up, right? Like, that's the hard thing. It's really hard to be good for an extended period of time because everybody wants, like, they start trying to hire all your coaches, right? Like, they did. They think, yeah, right? Like, like half the coaches that Saban plays against and loses against at times is his coaches. Yeah, like uh, Homeboy of Georgia. Like, yeah. he coached under him. Yeah, you know, like 100%. You got, you got, yeah. Yeah, but. yeah, or they're in the NFL, or they, you know, X, Y, and Z. And again, like, he was all underneath the coaching tree too, right? Like, what, right. what was, who was his, like, main guy? I, 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 don't that. I don't remember. You remember Durrell? Uh, Saban, Saban's like mentor, head guy. Mentor? 
Oh, uh, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. Billy. Yeah, Billy. Yeah, <laughs> Belichick. So, like, it's the same thing, right? The coaching tree, right? Like, who would have thought? Yeah, who would have <laughs> thought, right? And then the branches off there. But I think that's, like, you know, like, again, the same thing. It's just, it's just really hard. And, again, when that stuff gets dialed in to, like, um, you know, we, we over here we over here started with heavy balls. Somehow we were on college football. But, no, I, I think the Can't same run thing. run from it. Right? Like, it's just it's that time of year, baby. <laughs> we got we got, we got got snips for everything. The heck, tanks don't like everything. football. So, <laughs> you know. All right. But. Well, I think that's a that's a pretty nasty one. Uh, Redu. Yeah. No. Let's wrap it up. All right. All right. I'll pray this out, man. We could we could get it rocking. Thank you. Get your prayer prayer pause ready. All right. Uh, Darren, Father, thank you so much for uh, this time we spent uh, spent with you. Um, and just in community, God, and just uh, the ways that we can uh, share, and then just wrap our heads around. Uh, the knowledge that you offer in all the uh, different areas that we continue to grow, um, and then the expansive, the expansive world that you have for us, God. That there, there is never a destination. There is never a place where we can arrive. There's always a, a deeper depth, um, a higher ceiling, um, uh, a, a wider width that we can reach to God. And and just we're just so grateful for your abundance, um, and that we can always uh, look forward to what is next and what is coming in the future. And we ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Well, until next time, arm system out.